Welcome to What's a Crime, I'm Linda, and today we're gonna to be talking about the Orin and Orson West case. Turns out that the parents are lying. And now the question is why and what exactly are they lying about? And we're gonna talk about that in a minute. So I'm going to talk about the timeline on Monday, December 21st, the day the kids allegedly went missing. Do your woosahs, cause you're not gonna like this. But before I get started, if you'd like to be part of the It's a Crime community, be sure to hit that subscribe button below, hit that notification bell to all. Please, please share this video where you can and give it a like. Now, let's get into it. First, thank you to all of you who sent me this link to the video I'm gonna be talking about. It has proof that Trezell and Jacqueline are lying. A YouTube channel called AV Watchmen United We Stand had a video that is so very important. He was in California City and talked to the West's neighbor, who just so happens to have video surveillance of Monday, December 21st, as well as the 19th of December, but we'll get to that in a minute. I'll leave the link to their channel and to this video that I'm going to be discussing in the description below and also at the end of this video. He's doing a really great job of digging and finding out the details. Now let's talk about Monday, December the 21st. In the 13-minute interview with Trezell and Jacqueline West, they talked about how their kids, Orin and Orson West, were out on the back patio playing with chalk. Trezell said he was getting wood from the yard beside them and realized that he left the gate open. He said he went inside, searched with his wife, and realized that the kids were gone. He then said he hopped in his van and searched and searched looking for his children. Have a look. I got in the van. I looked down the street, most directions. It was getting dark, getting cold. And I got in the van and I hit a bunch of corners. I went down this street. I turned my light on. I searched. I searched. I called their names. I talked to a gentleman on the street on the other side over there. He didn't see anyone. Then in the interview, both Trezell and Jacqueline both talked about the timeline of what happened. Um, at what time? Did you guys notice your kids went missing? And at what time were they reported missing to the police? It's about, I, I believe, I think it was about 4.30, going on 5, it was getting dark, like I said. 5-ish. 5-ish. That's about it. That's when everything played out. Now, I mentioned in my last video about how Trezell likes to use the words, that's about it, or that's it. And he uses it when he's fibbing. And the big red flag words of course are that's when everything played out and as i mentioned in my last video a plan plays out doesn't it and in my last video i had said why did jacqueline say we're going through it and a lot of people in the comments said oh well that means she's just going through hell or whatever but for me it's pairing with what trezell says when he says and that's how that played out, or that's how everything played out. I think it goes together. She's saying we're going through it, meaning we're going through the steps and the plan. I'm going to show you how this supports it. Situation for them, you know, even speaking about what you guys are feeling is difficult. What do you want them at home to understand about this whole situation? We're going through it. It's difficult. I, I mean, everybody's making their own assumptions you know, their own conclusions. They don't know anything. We don't, we're not sure, like everything, we're not sure. We, we said what we knew. So here's what really happened that day. At 4.31, their van is parked in front of the house. Here's what's interesting. The van is parked 
parallel to the home. The neighbor says that the van seems to be parked there intentionally like that because the neighbors across the street have cameras. Now, notice there are two houses across the street and empty lots beside them, and also empty lots on either side of the West's house. They do not have direct neighbors. And here's a closer look at the neighbor's houses across the street. As you can see, there's a camera on this house as well as the other house. Now, this is a little bit of an older map, but I believe there is a camera here. AV Watchman confirmed that there were cameras at the neighbor's places and the neighbor who had this surveillance also confirmed that the neighbors have cameras. And here is where the neighbor lives who has it recorded. He's on that west side of the home. Now for the timeline. At 4.31 p.m., the van is shown parked. At 4.32 p.m., the door to the van is open from the passenger side. The light goes on and Trezell hops in the van and he turns it on. A minute later, he drives off at 4.33. The neighbor makes mention of Trezell waiting for a full minute before driving off. Notable, Trezell does not look anywhere in the front yard. He doesn't look around the, the fence at the empty lots. He doesn't look across the street. He does not look anywhere. Nowhere in the front yard. He just goes to the van, hops in it, and drives away. Now that's at 4.33 p.m. He heads east up the street and he makes a right turn. And in the video, the neighbor states he's about two or three streets over because they saw his headlights heading back towards the home. Now let's look at the map. Here's the house. He drives east up the street, makes a right on Melville Drive, drives around and is shown on camera, driving back on Proctor Boulevard, heading back west. Now your kids are missing. This is a scary situation. So you hop in your van, you drive one loop, and guess what time he arrives back home? Guess how long he searched and searched, called their names, and talked to a gentleman? Almost six whole minutes. 16.33 p.m., he drove off his property, and at 16.39, he arrived back. So I ask you to ponder this for a minute. If your kids are missing and you search around these blocks, how many minutes would it take you to find or look for your missing children. Let's just take another look at the map. We know he turned right on Melville Drive. Now there's a possibility, of course, that he did a further loop or another loop. But how much can you really do in six minutes, like I mentioned? According to the map, it says you can do the drive in three minutes, possibly four, with the speed limit. Now, don't forget, according to Trezell, he hit a bunch of corners and even talked to a gentleman on the street on the other side over there, and he says he didn't see them. I got in the van, I looked down the street in both directions, it was getting dark, getting cold, and I got in the van and I hit a bunch of corners. I went down this street, I turned my light on, I searched, I searched, I called their names. I talked to a gentleman on the street on the other side over there, he didn't see them. So then I came home and I told my wife, we need to call the cops. It's getting dark and I need help. We got to get going. So if he went half the speed limit or a little over, maybe he had a real conversation or maybe it was an imaginary 
conversation or a quick 20 second chat with the gentleman. I'd like to know if the gentleman came forward and what he had to say about the encounter. Now, before I get into more information, I want to refer back to the interview again because a man asked Trezell about which way he went. Have a listen. And then we call, I, I searched that property. I even drove around the, the whole, this neighborhood right here. I even talked to a gentleman on that side, one of those streets over there. I said, did you see my, some little black kids? And that's the way I was going to come. But when I came back home, I decided to call the cops because it was dark. They couldn't have got away that fast. So here he's saying he was going to go the other way, but he decided not to because it was getting dark. So the dark is going to stop you from finding your missing children. I once had a cat go missing and I was out for 24 hours, didn't even sleep through the night and they weren't my children. If my children went missing, I'd pack back as many coffees as I can and I would make sure that I would turn over every single leaf to see where my child has gone. And according to them, they had droves of people to come help. So he and Jacqueline should have been out searching and have a kajillion flashlights, like whatever it takes, right? Instead, he chooses to search for six whole minutes. No climbing in bushes or trees or looking under decks or anything of that nature. He just walked out of his house, went into his van, drove for six minutes around the block or the little loop and back home. But I guess we all act different. And his bunch of corners that he hit, that was a total of six. But yeah, you searched and searched, right? Now it gets even more interesting. Let's get into when he arrives back at the 4.39 p.m. mark. He's probably really tired from his six minutes of searching because at 4.40, he gets out of his van and he walks over to the tree right here. And he stands there waiting for the cops. Now remember, he has not searched the front yard yet or the side yards or across the street or talked to the neighbors or pretty much anything. So he comes back because it's getting dark and instead of taking the opportunity to look around and knock on the neighbors' houses, he stands at the tree and waits for the police to arrive. Also notable, guess who didn't search? at all that's right jacqueline what you guys thinking we, we didn't try we actually we looked tried. before we called we the police looked, yes. so now the call goes into the police he's standing there not looking not knocking on doors nothing just hanging out at the tree at 4:52, the cops arrive now in my last video there were reports that said that they called the cops at 5:45 p.m but clearly that is an error it was more like 4.45 p.m. I don't know the exact time, but it's definitely not 5.45 p.m. Which now makes sense because in his interview, they were asked about the time and Trezell mentions 4.45. Jacqueline corrects him and says 5 p.m. Here's the clip. And I imagine the uh, mind-boggling part is the search for information. What happened? Where are they? Yes. Et cetera, et cetera. And we're, yeah. And, and just so we are able to present the information correctly, um, at what time did you guys notice your kids went missing and at what time were they reported missing to the police? It's about, I, I believe, I think it was about 4.30, going on 5, it was getting dark like I said. 5-ish. 5-ish. That's about it. That's when everything played out. Now I want to point this out. Trezell spends more time standing at that tree for a total of 13 minutes 
waiting for the cops, then going out and searching for his children. And Jacqueline doesn't spend any time looking for the children. Notable, Jacqueline was there as well waiting for the police outside. So she isn't searching anywhere either. So 1652, the cops arrive and Trezell and Jacqueline walk towards the cop car. The officer drives off in his car to help search. Now at 1653, a minute later, Trezell hops back into his truck and the neighbor actually mentions on that video with A.B. Watchman that Trezell's playing the role and he makes a great point because he stood around for 13 minutes waiting for that cop to arrive, but he jumps in his van and then goes and looks for the kids. Now at this time, at 1654, another officer pulls up to help in the search. But let's go back to the interview for a sec. So I called the cops, cops came. First thing they did was tell us to stay in the house so they can get a hold of us. And they had us just sitting there and we wanted to keep searching. But everybody came out in droves and I wanted to thank you guys that night, but we couldn't go outside. The cops told us the best are out here. The best are out here searching and we appreciate it. And nobody ever could tell, we could never talk to anybody. And that was the issue. According to Trezell, the cops told them to sit at home and wait, but Trezell gets in his vehicle and goes to search. But here's the thing. Which way does Trezell go to search? That's right, the same exact way. So now I'm starting to think maybe the kids are going to be the opposite way. What did Trezell tell the cops when they went to go and search? That they went that way? That the gate is there and that's why they went that way? And so Trezell did another search? Why? I'm also wondering why is he avoiding that other direction? Because if he's truly searching, he already went that way for six whole minutes. Wouldn't you go the other way to see if the kids went that way? I'm going to give you more on that in one minute. So to recap the timeline, 4.32 p.m., Trezell jumps in the van. 4.33, he drives off. 4.39, he arrives, gets out, and stands at the tree for 13 minutes. 4.52, the cops arrive. Trezell does another loop in the same exact direction. Now, let's rewind just a little bit to Saturday, December 19th, just two days before. In the video, the neighbor talks about how Trezell says to the cops that they went to Bakersfield on the 19th to do some Christmas shopping. The problem is there are only four children that get in the van out of six. Those four children aren't identified as to who they are getting in the van, but there weren't six. So where are the other two not accounted for? Trezell says that the four kids went to grandma's house. We don't know if it was that day. I'm guessing that might be. And the two kids stayed home. So if they left with the four children, did the three and four year olds stay at home? Or were they there? Now also the neighbor mentions how it seems rushed to get them into the vehicle. It's kind of, and you can kind of see it on the camera, it's just like one, two, three, four, like in the van, in the van, in the van. Notable is Trezell Park's parallel again that same way. My question is, does he always do that? Is that normal for him or is it abnormal for him on that Saturday and Monday? 
So all of them get in through the passenger sliding door. Again, the neighbor believes that the van is situated that way so that the neighbors who have the cameras don't catch it. What he doesn't know is the neighbor over to the west has eyes on him. So now I question what else is he hiding at this point since now we're seeing some major discrepancies. So then he goes and goes to the mailbox and checks his mail, gets back into the van and drives, you guessed it, the same way as two days later. Now let's take a look at that in the map. Here's a map from his house to Bakersfield. It's about an hour's drive away. He leaves east when Bakersfield is west, which makes zero sense unless he had a stop to make or there's something that he needs to check out or maybe he's going the long way for I don't know the reason why. If you guys know some of those details and you'd like to share them with me, please let me know in the comments below or email me at itsacrimeandashame at gmail.com. So they leave at 11.30 a.m. They would arrive in Bakersfield around 12.30 p.m. and he then comes home at 3.45 p.m. So he would have to leave at 2.45 p.m. to be back by 3.45, leaving him only two hours to Christmas shop if that's what he was doing because he would have to leave by that 2.30 mark or just after. Interestingly, when he came back, he also checked the mail again, wonder if he was looking for payday or what was going on there, even though it was a Saturday. In my opinion, they need to change the wording of the kids went missing on Monday, December 21st and say the kids were reported missing on Monday, December 21st if they haven't done that already just like the Suzanne Morphew case. So back to the Monday and the search. The one concern I really have, besides the obvious of only searching for six minutes and Jacqueline not doing any searching, is the direction that, that, that he went. He only chose to go that one loop and he did it twice. And two days before that, he also chose to go on that loop. And in the interview, a guy asked, which way did you search? And he said, I looked in both directions and I drove up that and I was going to go that other way, but it was too dark out. Now I really, I'm starting to think, why is he pulling that over there? Is there something we need to know about the opposite direction? And maybe some people who have been going in there, maybe AV Watchmen, if you are watching this, you can take a look around the opposite direction and see what's going on in around there. Because there's a reason that Trezell does not want to go there. He was going to Bakersfield uh, and went the completely opposite direction. I don't know what's out there to be going that way and then turning around and going out west. It makes no sense to me but it just depends on what he was doing out there, obviously. But it does concern me because he's avoided it several times. So it makes me question, what did you say to the police officer who just arrived at your house and did the narrative again that you went that direction or the kids went that way? I'd love to know that piece of information. And also when he was going to Bakersfield, he made that right instead making a left to go to the freeway or highway to go towards Bakersfield. He does the loop again. Why? So clearly 
He's lying. Clearly, Jacqueline's lying. There's no sight of the children on Monday. There's no sign of the children on Saturday, it looks like. We have to verify who those four children actually were climbing into that vehicle. But there's not six children going into that van. And I'd also want to know, does he normally park that vehicle in that manner? Or was it only on that Saturday and the Monday? The other question I'd love to be answered is when was the last time those little boys, Orin and Orson, were last seen on the neighbor's camera? There's some explaining to do. As I mentioned before, if you haven't seen my last video, I will put that in the description below and at the end of this video. What are your thoughts on this? Do you have some other information you'd love to share with me? Let me know, please, in the comments below, or you can email me at itsacrimeandashame@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Let's have a chit-chat below. Please subscribe if you haven't done so already. Please like and please share. Thank you so much for watching. See you soon.